Hello, and welcome to another edition of PhotoFacts Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. Jim is not here. And get ready for episode 30. Yes, we've hit the dirty 30. Amazing enough, it's only taken a year and a half. Uh, we're very proud of that fact. Year and a half because, well, you know, just like you, we're busy. So welcome to PhotoFacts Podcast. It's an unscripted podcast. Basically, the last couple of ones, I've just been talking completely by myself, but it's okay. Jim is busy at home working on a Christmas special to send to his clients. So if you're a working professional and you are like us, this is the time to be sending those Christmas specials out for the holidays. It's a great time to get those in. So what do we have going on this week in the news? Not very much except for photo uh, DFW Photo Expo will be coming up, so let's get a little new short intro. How about this? Yes, love my new little app. It's so fun. I'm not sure if it makes me sound more professional or more dumb. Look at that. It even rhymes. How cool is that? All right, so I'm at the studio today, and we're going to talk about DFW Photo Expo. It uh, is going on in Arlington. This will be the third annual expo, and you have seven days to register. It's a free event in Arlington, Texas, sponsored by Arlington Camera. Obviously, many other people are going to be in the trade show. You have seven days left to register. We'll put the link on the show notes, but if you're listening and want to go there now, it's dfwphotoexpo.com. We're going to have some great speakers, a fantastic trade show. Uh, lots of door prizes, and I think that you will be very happy uh, coming down here and getting some of your shopping experience out. Um, I would go down on a lot of the speakers. I will be speaking there as well on Saturday and Sunday. We're going to have a live photo shoot Saturday night. But we have Tony Corbell, Hanson Fong, Clay Blackmore, uh, Luke and David Edmondson. Oh, my God, we have, you know, John Williamson, we have Brandon Hess, uh, Will Crockett, Suzette, uh, Doug Box is going to be there, Randy Kerr. Uh, wow, I mean, it's just the names go on and on, and I would probably butcher most of these if I tried to say them, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, ben Hutchinson's going to be there. He's sponsored by Lens Baby. Uh, if you're looking for a creative tool, Lens Baby is a way to get it. It's very, very fun. We're going to have lots of of sponsors at the trade show. Uh, let me see if I can hop on the website here real quick and take a look at the trade show. Uh, Canon, Nikon, Fuji, Sony, Westcott, Think Tank Photo, uh, Tamron, Manfrotto, X-Rite, Rogue, uh, Sigma, XP Photo Gear, BWC, Low Pro, Cheetah Stands, Black Rapid, Avenger, Photoflex, Ilford, ACI, Timba, did I mention BWC already? Well, they're sponsoring me, so I got to, I got to see them twice. Uh, XP Photo Gear, got to see them twice. Uh, Photoflex, yep, had to see them twice as well. Uh, Joby's going to be there. Uh, Savage Tiffin. Uh, I know I'm just kind of like just going over the the range of the folks going to be there. Uh, some of my favorite people, Cam Ranger, will be there. Uh, we're also going to have a booth from Texas School. Uh, Photo Dex will be there. It's going to be. Uh, a really great trade show. A uh, great place to get some good deals before the Christmas holidays. Uh, Hoodman's going to be there. Pocket Wizard. Wow. Pentax. 
KEH camera, Bowens, those are the lights, the studio lights that I use, Lens Baby, Panasonic, my God, this is a dot line corp is going to be there, um, Expo Imaging, Avenger, Omega, wow, I mean, just this is going to be incredible. So definitely go sign up at photo at dfwphotoexpo.com. Get that in there. Okay, so uh don't know if there's anything else going on. I did a quick little search on upcoming photo items in Oklahoma City and uh, really didn't come up with anything in particular. Uh, we are planning to have a photo walk, a PhotoFax Christmas holiday walk in December. We do not have the date set for that yet. Uh, we're hoping for the first or second week of December. Normally we have these on a Sunday evening. Uh, what we've done in the past, we've met at uh, Tapworks, and we have just kind of walked around the Bricktown Canal area, just taking some shots, doing some Christmas light experimentation, chit-chatting, and then meet someplace for hot cocoa. Uh, if you would like to have some alcoholic beverages, that's at your choice. Please drive safe. I should say, please photograph safe and don't drink and shoot. How about that? Don't drink and shoot. Have hot coffee. Or have hot cocoa. Either one of those would be good. Great. Well, outstanding. So let's go ahead and get into episode 30. Is going to be six of six of our series. Speaking of the five characteristics of light, um, there's a download link. I'll put that in the show notes again. For the Experience Light presentation that we gave last year at DFW Expo. The presentation this year is going to uh, build on some of those points of light, and we're going to talk about experience control, how to have your camera set up and ready to go in different shooting situations. There's a way that you can kind of pre-visualize, pre-visualize what you're going to do with your camera and have a lot of these settings already done before you walk into the set. At the same time, there's some things that uh, a lot of photographers may not think about or, or, for lack of a better word, not understand properly. And those five techniques or tricks we're going to cover in this year's Experience Control at DFW Photo Expo. One of those is going to be the inverse square law of light. It's very, very helpful to understand that and be able to apply that to practical applications, especially when shooting large groups. Contrary to popular belief with large groups, you do not want your light close. You want your light further away. And if you don't understand why, please come see me at DFW Photo Expo. All right, so do we have any kind of thing I can put on here that would like segment into the next one? Mm, That's not it. How about the camera? Wow, if you ever shot film, that was basically your one and a half frames per second motor drive add-on. How about this one? Okay, that sounds pretty good for me. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Uh, we're going to be talking, I'm just going to start over back on uh, on slide number 12. And this is basically the key of the five characteristics of light. The larger the source, the softer the quality of light, but it's all relative to the subject. If you re-listen to the episode from last week, everything is relative to the subject. There's no such thing as a soft light or a hard light. They're only softer or harder in comparison to something else. 
So to come up with something and say, well, this is, this is a soft light source. If I take that soft light source and then back it up four times the distance it was originally, now it's a harder light source or a less soft light source. So everything is relative, depending on camera position with the five characteristics. And uh, I probably should have these memorized, but I would probably screw it up if I actually said them out loud without thinking. But it's intensity, color, direction, distance, and size. These are the characteristics that all light sources have. And remember, the only difference between flash photography and constant light photography is time. That is it. That is the only difference. Every single light source, be it a flash or constant light, has those five characteristics. And we've talked about how you can control those. So going on to the next thing is you have modifiers. Modifiers are devices, and they come in a wide range of professional, non-professional, amateur, to nature, to non-nature, to whatever you want to come up with. Modifiers change characteristics by changing the source. It modifies the light. If I'm using the sun and that particular day, the sun is out, it's 12 o'clock noon, the sunlight is very harsh because it's so far away and it's a very small pinpoint in the sky, I can take a translucent panel from Photoflex and broaden that light source out and make it softer. In effect, I'm taking the sunlight that's you know, millions of miles away and actually turning the Photoflex translucent panel into my light source. Even though the light source is that far away, now by that light source hitting the diffusion panel, that becomes my light source. If it's small, if it's larger than the subject, it's going to be much softer. So modifiers modify the original light and do things with it. Um, you know, I hate picking on people that always talk about natural light. And yes, there are occasions that I shoot natural light in the sense that I have not added um, a flash. But I see so many photographers say that they're natural light photographers, yet they bring in a reflector. Well, to me, that takes away the whole natural light thing because it's not natural. It wasn't there in nature. You're modifying the light by taking that reflector and controlling contrast by adding fill. So if you are not using any kind of modifiers whatsoever, then maybe you can call yourself a complete natural light photographer. But uh, so with that said, I'm sure a lot of people will hate me for saying that, but you know what? I just, I want people to understand that we're all photographers and we use light and we will use whatever light is the best possible illumination for the subject we're shooting. So understand it because you will not always have that perfect overhead light source that will just do exactly what you want to do every single time. And sometimes you have to use modifiers to do that. So in my bag, I have three must-have modifiers. These are the modifiers that I keep in my bag at all times because it gives me the quickest, fastest, most efficient way of changing a light source and I have to be honest with you, I do shoot lots of flash photography, even though it may look natural, even if I'm outside with sunlight or headlights from a car, which that may seem unnatural, but it's a constant light source. Um, these are the modifiers that I use in my small flash that I can actually tweak what I'm shooting, whether I'm shooting weddings, uh, portrait setting, or shooting food. 
I will use these in some form or another almost all the time. The very first one I'm going to talk about is the off-camera TTL camera cord. Folks, I'm telling you right now, I have pocket wizards. I have radio poppers. I have, uh, I'm trying to think of what the name is, Stratus triggers. Uh, in the studio, we all Jim has his cyber sinks in here. We have multiple ways of firing our flashes. The easiest, least expensive. I don't want to say fail-proof, but it's downright fail-proof, okay, is an off-camera TTL cord. Um, Arlington Camera has a, um, not sure exactly who sells it. It's an off-brand that is, uh, I think it's six feet or ten feet long cord. You take one end and put it on the hot shoe of the camera. You take the flash, put it on the other one. The flash thinks it's still on the camera. You basically have an extension cord. You grab that, you put it where you want it, and you flash it, and that's it. It's that easy. It's just like having the flash on camera, but by moving it further away, you're able to modify. Okay, again, this is modifiers. You're able to modify the direction, the size, and the distance of the flash in compared to just having it sitting on the camera. So you can take that flash off camera very easily. You can still control it manually or you can control it TTL. You can place it behind the subject, behind yourself. You can bounce it off of a wall. You can actually bring the direction around by moving it in closer to the subject, further away. You can change the characteristics that that flash is going to have very simply with an off-camera TTL cord. It is easy, and the whole point of this is to make it easy. I'm not saying it's the absolute best way. A lot of people like to use the radio triggers. I do as well, but I always have that in my camera bag because, well, to be honest with you, things happen. When you're out shooting, your batteries go dead, you have a bad link, you have interference with frequencies, and all of a sudden those triggers don't work. What do you do? Okay. As professionals, our job is to get the shot done no matter the situation. We're not here to blame everything else on what happens around us. Well, we went out there and, oh my God, my lights didn't work. So this, you know, we just can't, we got to cancel. We got to go home. I can't do anything else. I'm a one trick pony. This is all I do. We have to figure out a way as professionals to make this work. So having this is a great backup equipment to any of those triggers you have. Another modifier I love carrying with me, I got this product from Xavier over at XP Photo Gear. Stop by the booth. I will show you how cool this thing is. It literally is amazing. The multiflector does so many things in one small package. It goes on your flash. It has a small softbox attachment. Uh, well, not attachment. Everything is sewn in. One thing I like about it is the strap is sewn in. You can't lose the strap. Okay, so it's a gigantic big bounce card. I can turn it into a flat box style soft box. I can wrap it on its end and turn it into a snoot for the flash. It has so many different things. It's fantastic. I love using it. The multi-flector can change the size, the color, direction, and intensity of the light. It is amazing piece of, I don't know what it is, a couple pieces of fabric and some metal rods inside with Velcro. So it kind of combines four or five different modifiers into one multi-flector that allows you to do so many things. Come by and see us. I'll put a link to it on the PhotoFax uh, podcast to XP Photo Gear. It is definitely by far one of my favorite ones. 
The other modifier I want to talk about is the microbox. Now, this is not a one-trick pony, but it does a great job of modifying the size and the intensity of the flash. And it's just like what it says. It's a micro box. It's a micro soft box that goes on your camera. Uh, the latest one I got from uh, Xavier over at XP Photo Gear, I believe it's, I, I think it's like an 11 inch. And of course, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll send you a link to that as well. It slips down the side of my camera bag where I would normally carry my iPad or a laptop computer. It slides in there. You strap this thing in and you have a mini softbox for directional light. And of course, it changes the size of the light by increasing the total area or the spread of the light from the small flash head. And it's just absolutely amazing. I, I really, really love it. Uh, so that, anyway, that pretty much wraps up the whole five or six episodes we did on this, we tried to piece it together to make it a little easier to swallow. You know, I don't really particularly care for peas, so I would just kind of take my three or four peas when I was a child and dip it into my mashed potatoes with lots of butter. And then that way I really didn't taste the peas that well. So hopefully you got some great information from this, these last couple of episodes talking about the characteristics of light. What do we have coming up? In the future, uh, I've reached out again to Jack Stein and Audrey Murphy, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm butchering your name, and I am sorry. It's a really bad um, bad accent that I have, and uh, so could be Andrea, could be Audrey. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that whole pronunci- pronunciation in English goes. English is my second language. I think I'm doing pretty good of it being from North Carolina. So we have reached out to them and hope to have an interview with them in the next few weeks. Obviously, Thanksgiving is coming up. Everybody's busy with the holidays, doing family sessions, etc. So we're trying to see if we can find some time to match up to get them on Skype so we can do interviews. So hope everybody had a great time on this episode and hope to have Jim back with me very soon. You guys have a wonderful day, and please remember during the holidays, don't drink and shoot. Enjoy the day. Photo.